Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer, and Sheldon Boyce, our assistant producer. They work very hard to make sure every single week we're able to put this podcast out so you can listen to it. And I want to also give a thanks to each and every one of you who listen to this podcast. Um, We would like to encourage you to share it with others. Uh, Let them know uh, that this podcast is available. I know some of you have uh, mentioned that you've been doing that, and we appreciate that so much. We We do not take for granted you taking time to participate through listening to this podcast. If you want to know more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, I want to encourage you to go on over to our website at crosswinds.church. You can learn more about us. You can even communicate us on that website, crosswinds.church. And so I have back with me uh, the guest from last week. I have Vanessa Samuels. Uh, thank you so much for joining us again on this episode. My pleasure. And we have Elijah Merrill, the producer, and also uh, one who's going to hopefully journey with me through these four episodes. Thanks uh, for being with us. Of course. Thank you. And so last week we looked at believe. We, we talked about the fact that using Crosswind's language, we, we the reality of it is every single church has the same mission, but the way that we word it is as different as the people we have, right? I mean, the, the church is the sum total of people, and the local church is the sum total of the believers who are in that local church. And so how do we word it here at Crosswinds? It's simply to know God and make him known, that we feel that's what God's called us to do, to know him and make him known, and that we're going to meet uh, kids and students and adults wherever they're on their spiritual journey and help them take their next step with the Lord. Well, how do you do that? Well, we, we have three R words and four B words. Uh, we're going to reach people with the love and message of Jesus Christ in the hope that they will believe. And once they believe, we're going to raise them up into what it means to belong to Christ and his church and to become the person that God's created them to be. As we release them to bless others the blessings that God has poured into their life. And so last week we looked at reaching people with the love and message of Jesus Christ. Uh, so in the hope that they will believe, we shared our story a little bit and some of the ministry and our understanding of that. This week, we're going to jump ahead to the second, uh, second R&B. We're going to talk about what does it mean to raise people up and, and, and an understanding of, of belonging to Christ in his church. And so, um, you know, I'm going to jump on over to Vanessa first and, and talk about that. You know, it's one thing to enter into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, understand that he died for our sins, be resurrected for our salvation. But then we understand that as we as we look at God's word, and the reason we say raise people up is because you don't just stumble upon this truth in the discipleship process. What's discipleship? Well, being a disciple means we've entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're being transformed by Jesus Christ, following him, and uh, and, and on mission with him. And, and, and discipleship is helping people in that process. And so as we're discipled and raising people up, we want them to understand that when they said yes to Jesus, they became part literally of his family. Like they're joint heirs with Jesus, and also that all of a sudden you didn't, you may not have realized it, but when you said yes to Him, you said yes to every other believer being your brother and sister in Christ. And so, talk to me about what that's meant to you, Vanessa, and and maybe even if you remember how how did those two truths, you know, belonging to Christ and His church, when did that become real to you, mm-hmm. or begin to become real to you? Because I'm I'm still I'm still on journey of learning the full extent of what that means and will until Jesus returns. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a huge one. Um, you know, I, I 
I grew up in the church, so I've had the church community with me my whole life. Um, there's never been a, a season without it, but I think it's looked different at different times. Um, you know, as a kid, it's just like we're at church. We love church. You know, I love watching Jordan and um, some of the other, you know, um, pastor kids on staff. They just love being here on Sundays and they love all their friends that they have here. And um, it's almost just an extension. And Jordan just turned four, right? Yeah, she just turned four. So she's young. Um, and, you know, it's just a fun thing that you get to do on Sundays with all these wonderful people. Um, and so I feel like that was, you know, that phase as a child. Then you grow up in middle school. I feel like there's a little bit of angst there. You know, you're like, I'm here, but I'm my own person. I want to be cool. But you still are able to hopefully find some of those friends. And I did. I had um, great friends at church in middle school. Um, and, you know, the first two years of high school, I was still in that same spot. And so I had awesome friends there. As well, I know in that time, I definitely was searching without knowing it for some good, solid mentors. And so to have peers at church is a great thing, but to have people who are challenging and pouring into you is a blessing um, beyond anything you can measure as a believer. And so moving to a new place um, and getting that was so encouraging in my faith um, and really just helped me dig deeper um, and really get to know the Lord in a different way. Um, and so I would say, you know, in that phase, it was more the mentorship of the community, of that belonging. People who saw me, saw the potential that God had for me and said, I want to help you in that. Um, and that was just so huge. And I think it's so necessary for everyone to have those people who are going to push you. And they can be peers too, but um, at that time, you know, I was in high school. So it was the people who were older than me too. Um, so that was great. And then I think, you know, now it's just um, this community of people that, um, again, can push and challenge, but I'm so lucky to have so many great friends at church and um, people who can just wrap and surround me um, you know, Ryan and I experienced um, a miscarriage not too long ago, and the community that we had from that was an extension of God's love. Um, people that we've known and loved but became so much closer to in a different way um, who were just immediately there, and we didn't have to say anything. They just knew what it was like and knew what God wanted them to do in that time. Um, and so that was experiencing community in just a different but such a beautiful way. So I think, you know, belonging can look so different, whether it's serving, whether it's in the church body. Um, you know, you need it at different times for different seasons, but it's a beautiful thing and it's something that God calls us to be in. And there's a reason for it because it helps us. It helps us grow and be better. That's good. Elijah? <clears throat> yeah, so I think for me it's it's an interesting distinction between the believe and the belong because like I said for me I I made that believing decision that you know intentional decision to follow Christ when I was in high school and I was already in a faith community of you know we were going to church and I was going to youth group and you know stuff at that time and so I was I was in that community in the sense that there was the people there were people around me that were immediately willing to want to pour into me and to love on me. But I had to make an intentional decision to one accept them and accept that they wanted to do that for me and with me. And I think that's a great that's a great distinction yes. because you know, we use the word belong because we're talking about belonging to Christ in his church which comes from a decision. Mm -hmm. 
But that doesn't mean that we're not accepting of saying, man, wherever you're at in your spiritual journey, come here. Yep. We've got people who are journeying with us who have yet to receive Christ who may not, right? That's going to be their decision. Mm-hmm. But we're honored to have them uh, come, and, and they belong in the sense of their, that we want you here. You know, We want you to, to be able to journey with us wherever you are in your spiritual journey. But then, like you're saying, so yeah. you had people who loved you and were pouring into you, but you didn't belong to Christ in a sense of receiving him and belong in a sense of being part of his church until you said yes to Jesus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and that can, that community became a whole new thing at that point, mm. you know, and I think I, I, I valued, I valued relationships at church way more and way differently than I did. And the, especially compared to like, just I remember, I remember there was a point in my life where I had, I had church friends, I had school friends, I had whatever. And then when I accepted Christ, slowly there was this thing happening where I just had, I was blessed to be able to just start to have friends. And my church friends were no longer my church friends. They were my friends and then they were my family. And I think that's... That's the goal, right? That we that we'd be able to to like you're saying, reach and then raise raise up people to be able to belong to this family of believers, not the uh, not the crosswinds in Canadagua family of believers, right? Because we know it's way larger than that. But this whole this whole major family of believers, and for me, my experience was at crosswinds, you know, and that and that my core local cluster was at crosswinds, and um. Just I time after time, I looking back now, it's easier to see them. But there were person after person that were there for me in different ways and to be able to love on me in the different stages of life, you know, whether it was a small group leader at student ministry or it was, um, you know, a, a fellow person on staff because I was hired so young and stuff. And so as I go through those fa- in those stages of life, there have always been people around me to, to, that wanted to love on me and help me to feel like I belonged. And honestly, to, to share with me the truth that I was, I was, I was designed on purpose with love and I was designed to belong here. Oh, that's good. That's you know? good. And it was, I, I, that getting, getting to get familiar with that in my life and and person after person wanting to share that with me was just huge for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Two things really jump out to me. I mean, I could go back and talk about the fact that if it weren't for, you know, uh, the church, uh, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been able to grow in Him. I talked about it a little bit last episode. We talked about believe and the fact that my parents weren't believers till I was about fifteen or so. And yeah, He dropped me off at church, came to Christ when I was about five, getting ready to turn six. And so, without the church family, I, I wouldn't have had all of that. But but as a kid, I didn't connect it to you. And and it wasn't until we moved to Florida, my family moved from New Jersey to Florida, and a couple of girls invited a friend and I to their youth group, uh, and we showed up, and and it was like instantly. Um, we were welcomed like that, that, that student ministry was, I mean, it it was amazing. I mean, we, we came in and and my, my friend and I were like, man, it it felt like we were home. Like we've been part of that group forever. And it was because of just the leadership team there, the students. I mean, they were, they were all about welcoming people and sharing God's love and really being the church. And, And to me, that was, that was the first time I real, I just felt, you know, like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm part of something 
this family of God. And, and, and also, it helps me understand all the more what it meant to belong to Christ. Because, you know, the, the, a lot of the images in the, in the Bible of belonging to Christ speaks of his body, and we're his body, and up until then that was sort of weird for me. I didn't quite, couldn't quite grasp it. And then I realized I couldn't separate the two. And that, that started me on this journey of understanding that, that, you know, I, I've heard people who sort of say they're Christian, and then they talk about the church in negative ways. And not saying that people don't have negative experiences and there aren't churches out there that maybe aren't all that healthy, but overall, when I think of the church— and it's Christ's bride and the body. I'm like, you can't separate the two. Like, you know, I belong to Christ. And I understand the more I belong to him, the more I'm connected to, to fellow believers, the more I'm connected to fellow believers. It just sort of feeds into itself. And so that was the beginning of that journey. Fast forward a couple, uh, maybe maybe not even two years, actually, I was, I was playing football and began to, to have my priorities go out of whack and uh, was attending church less and less, you know. And I had some friends in that student ministry who would reach out to me and say, hey, you know, you need to, you need to get back. I mean, where have you been? And, you know, I kept using football as an excuse, which was par- partly true. I mean, because I, I practiced last and late and all that stuff, but it wasn't entirely true. Um, and then at one point, uh, they I don't know how they set it up. I think they set it up through my mom. I mean, that, that, that's dirty pool. And, and, and set up where they were going to take me out to lunch. Well, they understood that the weight of my heart was through my belly. And so they took me out to a place called Biff Burgers, which is uh, by far one of, was one of it. It just closed like a couple years ago. Sad moment in my life. But they're in St. Pete, Florida, one of the most amazing burger places in the world. And uh, they, I remember sitting there, and we're eating, and they're paying for my meal. I mean, it was, it was awesome. And, and and finally, in the midst of the meal, they looked at me and said, okay, when are you going to get your act together and come back? Now, understand, that's not the way to talk to everybody. But if you know my temperament, that's exactly the way to talk to me. If you beat around the bush, I'll lay you. And they knew they couldn't. And so they loved me enough just to be very direct. And I said, look, you know, I'm playing football. And they're like, well, here's the thing. You either need, you either need to change your priorities or whatever. You need to get back. And, and, and it just hit me. These guys love me enough to pay for my food, take me out to lunch, and to speak the truth, like just to be direct. They loved me enough to know that they had been sort of beating around the bush about this for, for a couple of months and finally thought, well, this isn't working. We'll just be direct. And uh, immediately I said, I'll be there Wednesday night. And and I look back at that moment as, as like entering into that student ministry, they set the foundation of my love for God's church and what it can be. When it cares for people like that, when it's welcoming, when it's direct, you know, and sometimes I think we, we need to be lovingly direct and say to somebody, we miss you and you need to be here. Yeah. You know, uh, for me, it was get to, you know, come back to your senses. What do you think you're doing? You know, and, and it wasn't mean, it was loving. And again, all of our temperaments are different, but my temperament, you know, I'm a driven person. That direct conversation was the most loving thing they could have done for me. And I that set me off on this journey of saying, I love God. I love God's church. And, you know, I've been hurt in church situations, but it's never diminished my my love for his church and, and, and has never allowed me to say that church did that. There were people in that church who hurt me, but that church is, is God's blessing. That's God's bride. And it's a blessing to be a part of that. And so for me, that's just, I think, why I'm so passionate about this belong, you know. And and I think every message I preach, probably you guys are like, yeah, every message he preaches. But every message I preach, I tie into that somehow. Because I think, man, if you just understand that, 
that that you were created uh, because you belong to Christ in His church. He, you know, so as we believe, you get to live out of that truth, and that's why in our bees we talk about that before we talk about becoming, because I think a lot of times people start throwing stuff at you. You know, this is how you need to grow in Christ, and this is how you need. To, well, if you don't have that foundation of understanding, you belong to Christ in His church. The other stuff is is, is becomes you become a legalist, right? You become just a to do list thing. But when you realize that no, these are the things we get to be a part of, and we get to grow, and we get to serve because of the fact that we belong to Him, and 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 we belong to this, like this His mission. I mean, think about that. Um, you know, and the responsibility of that, you know, I've often say, and you guys have heard me say it, you know, when people say, where's God, you know, now you, we've been there, right? Well, we said, where's God? And it's like, well, if you're there, God's on the scene, man. He, he, he ministers through his people and where the church of God is powerful things happen when we allow him to do it. And so my, my, uh, uh, my love for the church is, is 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 centered on that. I understand that you know you hear me say it all the time. You know the church is to me the term I use is sacred mess, and I'm quite honest about that. It's messy because we're a part of it, but sacred because he is, and he just does something great uh, with the messy lives that we can have when we place them in his hands. And to be a part of that and encourage each other, I, I just I just don't know what else there is uh, that's worth giving your life to. You know, and I don't just say it as a pastor; I say it as a, as a believer. Yeah. Um, pastor is something God's called me to. It's my. It's it's a vocation. It's 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 also my place of service in the church. And I get all that. But if none of that was there, um, as a believer, um, being a part of God's church and 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 belonging to Him in the church is, is just a fantastic blessing, and a wonderful wonderful journey. Mm-hmm. Just to sort of to, uh, wrap this up, you know. You work with children. You, you, I'm looking at Vanessa. You can't know that because we're on a podcast, <laughs> not video. But uh, you, you know, Vanessa, you work with children. You're one of the children directors here, and um, you, uh, you know, been a part of church your whole life. You've had different church experiences. Uh, I apologize. I've been your your lead pastor for almost your entire life. I think when you went to college and a few years at a church plant that you were a part of. Um, you were not, but up and out, you've been stuck with me. Uh, but uh, but you know, talk a little bit about you know just now. You know, you, you talked about that personal story, but but as you're encouraging children, you know, and like I said, when I was a kid, I was experiencing. When I look back, I understand it, but it was really hard for me to get it then, mm-hmm. and I wasn't reinforced at home. My parents mm-hmm. were moralists, but they they weren't Christian at the time. I know you work with parents and, and help them with their kids and sort of the kids help you with the parents, right? How, how does that all look in a kid's men here? Yeah, I think, I mean, a couple of different ways. Um, one of my favorite things that happened recently is um, last year, uh, one of the girls got baptized. And so her whole group went and watched her get baptized. And how old was she? Um, I think that she was in second grade. Then. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and so she did that, which is huge as a second grader, right? Because when you get baptized, um, especially here, we're not just letting it happen. We want you to kind of know what this means. Um, and she and you got do it, it in front of the church family. Yeah, you do it in front of the church family. And she got it and she was eager. And so after that happened, we got to go back and talk about it. And some of the kids were like, well, I want to get baptized. That looked cool. And again, it's going back to that. Well, what does that mean? And so we talked about what it meant. And a year later, one of the boys from that small group got baptized, and it was because of her. It was because he saw the change in her and what it meant for her, and he wanted that too. Mm. And he knew that he could get there. And um, so, you know, it was, you know, that year previous when she had been baptized, I got to talk to his mom. 
you know, he wants to do this and we can help him in that. And here are some great resources and tools to have start having those conversations. So then a year later with working with the parent and working with him, he was ready to do that. Um, and what an awesome community effort, right? It wasn't just the parent. It wasn't just him or just the Sunday school teacher. It was everyone involved to see this um, eagerness in this boy and say, you know, we didn't say you're too young for that. It's we're going to help you get there. Um, and I think that was one of my favorite stories that we have. And, and I love that because, you know, here we do child dedication and then yeah. we do baptism. Um, but we don't do child baptism like some churches do when they're still infants. Mm-hmm. We wait the baptism. We sort of separate the, the child dedication is is the parents making a commitment. Look, yes. we want to raise our children in a home and in a church family that will point them to Jesus and hoping that they'll make that decision. Then when they make that decision, however old they are, they can be baptized. And baptized is something God calls us to do. And, and that baptism is a, is a public display of that inward work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and it is a way of saying, hey, I belong to Jesus and I belong to you. You know, I'm part of your church family. And that ties back to the child dedication. One of the things that, that we do here that I just love and um, have always done it as a lead pastor, and it was modeled by my first lead pastor as I came out of college, John Bray, my mentor and friend. And and that is that, uh, you know, when we do child dedication, the parents don't just make a commitment. We as a church family stand uh, before them and make a commitment to them. Yeah. And we say, look, we're committed to you. We're committed to your child. Uh, we can't promise that we'll be perfect, but we promise we want to live in a way that points them to Jesus. Yeah. And uh, that's what the Church of God is about, you know? And, and I know some people listen to this podcast have maybe been a part of unhealthy churches where that's not their focus, but it should be. Mm-hmm. It ought to be, and that's what God calls us to. And I'm thankful that I, I have the privilege of being a part of this church, Crosswinds, that due to God's love, just being a part of uh, who we are, right? His extravagant love is one of our core values, but we don't just say it. It's true. It's something we recognize in each other. That because of his love and work in us, we get to be a place where that stuff happens, yeah. where, where people, where kids are pointed to Jesus, and we get to come alongside families and each other and do life together. And you know, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine uh, trying to to live first of all in this world, but but to walk with Jesus without having each other. Yeah, Elijah, you're in a couple uh, interesting ministries. You're in part of Celebrate Recovery. Ministry for adults um, who are working through hurts, habits, and hang-ups in their life. And, you know, there's 12-step studies. There's a weekly ministry night and all those things. And if you want to know more about that, you can go to crosswinds.church and, and find out. Um, but it, it's an amazing ministry. I say, you know, people say, well, who's it for? What's for everybody? You know, who, who, hasn't hurt, who hasn't dealt with those, who isn't dealing with those things, hurts, habits, and hang-ups? And then the other is student ministry. You know, as you mentioned, you're, you're a part of student ministry here. And, you know, just pick one. You know, what, 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 talk to me, maybe both, you know, real quick. You know, but what's the belonging to Christ in his church? What would you say to people from your experience at Celebrate Recovery and, and student ministry? Yeah, I am, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think specifically on this topic of belonging, it's it's been something I've noticed recently is I feel like in society everybody is everybody's asking the question of you like what what group do you belong to? Mm. What like what are what are you a part of? What are you associated with? Are you associated with, you know, this political party or this um, you know, even this religion or this whatever. And it's like, there's so many different things to belong to, you know, and it's a, it's, it's a real issue, not just in for adults and grownups, you know, I think about that in terms of CR, but it's, it's very heavy and very prevalent in our, in our students' lives. And, um, 
I, what's interesting is I think students, students are coming in on Wednesday nights. That's when we hold our student ministry on Wednesday nights here at Crosswinds. Students are coming in Wednesday nights, still trying to figure that out yeah, and still trying to figure out where they belong. Adults are coming in almost decided sometimes where they belong. And so you minister to those two groups a little bit differently sometimes. And when students on, yeah. on Wednesday nights, you're guiding them to figure out and to, to show them, hey, you were, you know, we kind of said this earlier, but you were, you were designed by a very loving God on purpose and exactly uniquely the way that you are. And you were designed to belong to him and to his, to his church. You are his unique creation and his unique possession. And, um, and he loves you. And so that's what we're, we're trying to instill into students every single week. And we, as a student ministry leadership team, we say that if we're not doing that week to week, we're missing something. That's the most important message. You know, we've got kids that are coming in strictly because they love dodgeball and their friends are coming and they want the pizza and stuff like that. And that's great. And we want to offer those things. Some of those things are the attractive things, right? That we can use to pull pull the students in. But if we're not sharing that truth with them that you belong to Christ and his church, then we're missing something, you know? And so that's very, 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 very evident in a lot of our messages. And we don't apologize about it, you know? And, but at the same time we say, you know, every single one of the leaders here has one of these tags on, go talk to them. You know, if you are showing up on a Wednesday night as a student, there are leaders designated to your gender and your age, and they're there for you, you know? And so they, um, there's always a, there's always a leader there to talk to. And so that's, I, I just, it's very, it's a difficult season to, to minister in right now, especially to students. I, um, I have the privilege of, uh, co-leading with for the sixth grade guys, right? And so what's very funny about that is that's where I entered into student ministry at as a sixth grade guy. And so it's officially come full circle for me and I get to lead them again. It's my second time leading sixth grade guys, but um, just some of them are coming in and they are eager and hungry to figure out because they want to know more about the Lord. And then there's other ones that just wish that we played dodgeball all night. And how do you have both of those types of students in one room and minister them at the same time, you know? And I think I don't, it's, I don't think it's overplayed, but there's something to be said about if you are leading with the truth of God's word in love to both types of those students, you have, you have to just trust that God's going to do the work that he wants to do. Absolutely, You know? Yeah. And so you can't, sometimes you, I overthink, okay, I've got students coming with these different walks of life into this room. How do I wordsmith myself a little bit to, to cast to both groups? And I kind of got to stop that and be like, this is the truth of God's word. This is what we want them to accept and believe as the truth that it is. And so that's what we're going to lead with. And that's what we're going to preach with. And honestly, it's the same, it's the same on Friday nights for CR and for adults, Sure, you know? Um, you can be a little bit more, a lot more real with adults sometimes, and you can call them out a little bit easier. And, um, and so you, again, those messages are a little bit more intense, but it's the same at the core of it. It's the same message. Sure it is. You know, and, um, it's been, it's, 
I'm blessed to be in both of those circles and see how God works in both of those things with the same sort of core message, you know? Well, yeah. And what I hear you saying is, you know, one of our core values too is cultural relevancy. And, and some people misunderstand that, right? And, or, you know, what, what are you trying to be like to culture? No, we're trying to take the timeless truth of God's word and communicate in a way mm-hmm. that, that's understandable to those who are coming from different parts of our culture. That's what cultural relevancy is as a believer. And that's what you're talking about, whether it's adults, kids, uh, students. We just want to make sure that that we're being obedient to, to the Lord by trusting in Him and His leadership to communicate in ways that, that connect to a culture that's ever-changing. But we're connecting this ever-changing culture to the timeless truth of God's Word. And you know, that's where uh, one next uh, episode, when we, when we jump into the become, uh, that's why it's so important that the foundation is, you know, as we believed in Christ for our salvation and understand that we belong to Him and His church, that's the foundation of us growing in Him. But it's why it's important that we spend time uh, taking those steps to, to grow in Him, right? To, to be a part of those things that will allow us to grow as His disciple so that uh, we will grow in knowing Him and making Him known. And so I want to encourage you, you know, be a part of the the next episode uh, as we, uh, we're going to take a, a little look at something a little different next week. And then after that, we're going to jump right into the, the looking at the second two Bs, become and, uh, and bless. Uh, but for now, I, I just want to encourage you that if we can do anything for you, if you want to learn more things about us as a podcast or, or Crosswinds as a church, uh, remember, go to our website at crosswinds.church. You can communicate with us there. Uh, let people know about this podcast. It's, it's through you sharing this podcast with others that that, that the influences podcast can 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 uh, expand and we appreciate those of you who are doing that uh, for now as always be blessed and bless others mm-hmm.